So if I'm hiring or I am applying for different roles, I think it is very important for me to understand people and what roles do they play and how do you work with them? Where are the handovers with these different stakeholders? So it is essential or very good to have defining the responsibilities, let's say for sales enablement and let's say who and when are you going to get a product specification because those are, let's say sales on one side and product on the other side are your very strong stakeholders and how you manage with them is very important. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Market Mentors podcast. I'm Matt Dodgson, co-founder of Market Recruitment, and we connect B2B tech and SaaS businesses with marketers to help them grow. This week, we're joined by Ashruti Singh. Ashruti is currently Global Director of Product Marketing at SAP, and it's refreshing to see as she's been with SAP for close to 10 years now. So a great person to discuss everything product marketing related with. I hope you enjoy. So Ashruti, welcome to the Market Mentors podcast. Thank you. Thanks, Matt. It's an absolute pleasure. So before we get stuck into this one, I'd love to know a bit more about your experience in product marketing. Yeah, I am Director of Product Marketing in SAP and I have been in product marketing for many years now. So I think I have done way more than 10,000 hours on product marketing. And I actually started with product management. And that's why we are talking. I do enjoy and love how product marketing has evolved and helped shape things for organizations. So I would love to talk more about that. Well, it's great to see somebody that's been with a company for a long time. You know, you're approaching 10 years, so it's fantastic to see. Yes. So right now, certainly from our perspective, product marketing feels like it's just exploding. Why do you think that is? That's a great question to start off with, but I just wanted to explain a little bit more before I get into why it's exploding, because I have read in a couple of places that product marketing is to help take products into market, and that is completely correct. But you have to keep in mind that take product into market in a product or tech-driven companies that are in B2B space. And once we have that as the context, then few reasons why I think it is exploding. First of all, a very obvious reason is that there is growth in technology. I just read somewhere that all of vacancies in UK, 12% of it is in tech sector. So that's significant. And the growth in technology leads growth in product marketing. In addition, lots of companies that were typically not tech or product driven are now transforming like that because tech companies are disrupting their industry. So they are building platforms and platform-based offerings like what Netflix or Uber did a few years back. And that again creates opportunities for product marketing. I also think that a transitional factor is this boom post-pandemic that companies didn't hire for some time and they are now catching up and there is sudden growth spurt. And from my perspective, there is a point about maturity and I think that's the most important one where companies now see the value of product marketing and they better define it, what this team is doing and bridging that gap between product and market needs and that's why we see this explosion. 
Superb. I mean, in the last two weeks, we've been briefed on five, six, seven roles with companies who are starting their product marketing functions from scratch. So it really is exploding at the moment and some really good points there. I mean, in our business, we talk to lots of different types of tech companies, whether it be sort of enterprise, product led, you know, early stage startups. Do you think there are any particular types of companies where you see product marketing being more effective in them? Yeah, it has to be in a B2B environment. But beyond that, it is about being technology focused, about being product led. So any companies, irrespective of their size, if they are very product focused, then product marketing is very effective there. Of course, in larger organizations, it is more useful because they have very complex set of products and they have sophisticated set of technologies which you need to translate when you are going to do product launches and drive demand. But now I see a lot of very small companies and startups also investing more and more in product marketing. And I say that because I sometimes advise startups and one of the very common questions they have is, when is the right time to invest in product marketing? My answer to that is, of course, it's not black and white, but usually I've seen companies with revenue over 200 million who have some significant product marketing. In companies smaller than that and maybe only a few years old, it can be a person or a few individuals working more as a product manager who are also executing on product marketing. We've even seen sort of companies hiring their first marketeer as a product marketer, which doesn't happen very often, but you see it sometimes because that person can go in and help put all the foundational work in to help Mm. the business when they start then to sort of get funding and scale. You know better than myself, but not all product marketing roles are created equal. But what do you see as the sort of core product marketing responsibilities and where do you see that kind of evolving over time? Yeah, and I really like this question because it helps me frame a lot of things. I got into product marketing many years back from product management and honestly, I did not know what it was about. But when I read the job description and I said, yes, I can do it because I can develop content, I can do competitive analysis, I can work in a global role, or at least I understand regional differences. And that's very important. So I can create value propositions. That's exactly what I did in my first role. But over these years, I have developed my own methods, frameworks, and even scope of product marketing, given how we have worked in various different companies. So I would club responsibilities into number one, positioning. And number two being content development, which spans across customer lifecycle. They know it is about competitive differentiation, analyst relations, pricing, sales enablement, and demand gen. And in these categories, I have kept positioning as a distinct point because that's the core that really helps sales and that helps you differentiate. And you cannot have positioning where someone replaces your name as your competitors and that still applies. So it has to be differentiating. And I also think that positioning is the most important but least understood topic. Mm. But beyond positioning and understanding how you do positioning on how you build consensus, who do you get to import, who do you get to review and what kind of framework you follow. I'll also recommend one thing around positioning if somebody is trying to get some top tips here is that there is a book called Crossing the Chasm, which is really helpful to help you do positioning, understand it. 
Beyond that topic, I think the next few are like content development, competitive differentiation, analyst relations, they are absolutely essential. But pricing and sales enablement, that depends on your organization, the size and the scope of things. And the last one in this demand generation, I think this has changed in last few years because a lot of it has become digital, so it can be run centrally. So product marketing is doing that, but typically doesn't used to be part of product marketing. Mm. And I'll just add one more topic, which is, I would say, more debatable. But it's about usage and renewals that is product marketing also responsible for driving more paying customer driving usage, which with new cloud companies has started to come into foray, but has not been a product marketing responsibility typically. Yeah, we sort of see that sometimes sit with a growth team. So the growth team are kind of responsible for acquiring, activating, and then retaining the customers. But that tends to be sort of more in product-led businesses rather than kind of enterprise businesses. And do you see the sort of job evolving any one way then as sort of things are going at the moment? Yeah, I think demand gen is definitely a part of your role now, which didn't used to be because it's a lot of it is digital. But like you said, the topic around renewals, usage, growth, that a little bit of it, maybe product marketing controls or is involved there because you have so many customers on trial and you want to drive them towards being paying customers so you can influence part of it, but not significantly. Mm. I mean, when you think about the remit, there's no wonder that product marketeers are in high demand. It's quite a broad remit, isn't it? And also busy as well as being in demand. What about for companies that perhaps don't have a product marketing function right now then? Traditionally and typically right now, they're going to have a marketing function and one that's sort of focused on demand gen primarily, I guess. But what would sort of it mean to those companies then? And what would they get if they had a product marketing function? If there are teams and people who are considering hiring product marketing or understanding it, I think the first step is to understand marketing. Mm -hmm. And that is typically divided into, let's say, digital marketing, events teams, field marketing, analyst teams, corporate comms or press relations, and product marketing. So in whole of marketing, product marketing is a very small part. And I would say it will differ from company to company, but it is usually maybe 15 to 20% of the marketing resources or marketing Mm -hmm. people. So it's a very small segment of entire marketing team. But the value it adds is bringing in customer or market focus and bridging the gap between the product that's being developed and what the market needs. Mm. And that sounds great. But how do you do that is with a strong positioning and messaging focus, uh, which product marketing owns and develops. And that sets the direction of a lot of fundamental things around selling. So it helps sales enablement, it helps demand generation, but that's the core value product marketing can bring. Yeah, great stuff. So if we sort of switch the focus a little bit then and discuss a few bits around careers then and hiring, because as we touched on at the start, it is a super buoyant time right now for product marketers. But if you were searching then, if you were looking for a new job as a product marketeer then, what's really important to you? Again, a good question. So if I'm hiring or I am applying for different roles, I think it is very important 
for me to understand people and what roles do they play and how do you work with them, where are the handovers with these different stakeholders. So it is essential or very good to have defining the responsibilities, let's say for sales enablement and let's say who and when are you going to get a product specification because those are, let's say sales on one side and product on the other side are your very strong stakeholders and how you manage with them is very important. Secondly, I cannot emphasize enough about having good market and technology understanding, what competitors are doing, where's the industry moving. And if you have to visualize your role on a day-to-day basis, that's what I did when I was just starting out in product marketing, is that on a tactical level, you should be a good writer. And that's also very important because you'll be writing and reviewing a lot of brochures, blogs, website, and reading a lot. So tactically, that is what you will need to. Yeah. And do you think it's a case of you need to have these conversations with people then before you kind of understand this? Or do you think companies could perhaps show it more easily, you know, in terms of team structures and stuff like that? Yeah, I think so. And why I highlight this point on stakeholders is that each company is slightly different in terms of scope of role of different teams. Like Mm. in our case, there is a team which is called go-to-market, which is closer to sales teams. So we will hand over a lot of things to them to run that. Mm. But maybe that doesn't exist. Then another topic around pricing, that maybe product marketing can play a role of influencing things, but they cannot own that and you'll have stakeholders in finance and sales who are Mm. key stakeholders there. So it will be different, but it has to be defined that who Mm. is responsible for what. Yeah, fine. And what about red flags? I mean, in every sort of discipline and area, there are kind of red flags. So if I think of a common sort of red flag we hear about, it's perhaps a marketeer going into a startup to set up marketing Mm. and there's no budget and the CEO or the founder expects a ton of leads very quickly. You know, these are kind of red flags where you're thinking the expectations is just totally out of kilter with reality. But from a product marketing perspective, if you were Mm. interviewing with a company then, Are there any things that you'd be listening for, you know, that would perhaps give you this sort of idea that there are some sort of, oh, this isn't the sort of job for me, any sort of red flags that might come up? Yeah. No, and this is a really good question because this has helped me in the past, even when I'm applying for new roles, that I usually club it into three areas. The biggest one is around product innovation. So the company has to be very product led or very innovative in what they are doing because finally your CV will be as good as your product is. And it's also because you cannot market features or incremental improvements. You will need to have a strong differentiating product set and only then you are able to do substantial work. The other part to analyze, I think, is that you should think about whether the impact that you are going to create or the scope will be too limited or you'll be too boxed. So, or will you get too closely and collaboratively work with engineering teams and you can engage with customers to bring the feedback back and influence the roadmap. And to look at it from the other perspective is that what you should check is that if your employer is throwing everything into product marketing and it is too broad for you to manage, so you have to understand what is the scope and is it impactful enough. 
And finally, going back to your point on budget, I think that's also a critical factor. And I'm not saying that you must have a five or six or whatever figure budget. But if you know about the budget, you have fair idea about it, then it gives you some direction on what will be the emphasis on product marketing. So that's a good indicator. Yeah, good stuff. And your first point talking about the product then, I mean, would that be a sort of conversation that you'd be looking to have then with the head of product, talk to him about the roadmap? What's the vision? What's the product strategy? And then you're trying to gauge it from that kind of conversation. Absolutely. Yeah. You need to talk to maybe head of product or people who are leading product innovation in different segments to know what they are thinking, the direction they are going, what are the competitive pressures they are facing, why are they going in the direction they are going in. So that will give you an idea on what is the vision and how far they are thinking about in terms of product development. Yeah, and I'm putting you on the spot here a little bit with this question, but do you think domain experience is really important for product marketeers? You talked about it a bit earlier on about having experience of the market, but from a product marketing perspective right now then, would you be thinking about going into an area that you have some experience in, or do you think it's actually beneficial for a company if you come into an area with no preconceived ideas? Again, this is my own perspective, and somebody may completely disagree with it. But I think what's very important is for a product marketing person to balance both the technology and how the market is. So the product might be terrific and it's very strong, but there is no great market demand. And there might be market demand for something, but you are not developing it. So you need to balance that both. If you have both, that's great, but you should have at least one of these where you are very strong at. So you are able to guide and direct people in that direction. Yeah, gotcha. This is a sort of key question, I think, sort of right now, because there are only a finite number of experienced product marketeers out there. And as we sort of touched on earlier, the market is exploding a little bit. But thinking outside of the box then, I mean, what kind of other job roles do you think people could be doing right now then to make the transition into product marketing fairly easy? Yeah. For me, I have worked with people who have come from different backgrounds. So it's not that they have always been in product marketing. That is rare. Rather, they have switched from sales or client-facing roles like consulting, or they have come from product and engineering backgrounds. And the last group may not be representative, but I've worked with only a few who have come from field marketing or digital marketing kind of areas. Mm. Because it does tend to be a sort of more strategic role. Unlike a lot of disciplines, you don't tend to find quite junior people in product marketing roles. They tend to sort of start at a fairly sort of senior level because, you know, as you touched on, you need to be able to work with various stakeholders within the business at a fairly senior level. Not always the case, but generally speaking, you sort of see it at a slightly more senior level. So if you were interviewing somebody then, if you were interviewing a product marketeer right now then, and this is perhaps some advice for product marketeers who are doing interviews right now, what advice would you give them to make sure that they're acing their interview? Yeah, kind of connect with your point, which I really liked around seniority. Mm. You're right. Uh, people have are not, let's say, people who are just starting out get into product marketing usually because you need to have a fair bit of understanding on 
why something's written and what does that mean? Because earlier on in my career, maybe 10 years back, I would not be able to differentiate that this sentence is there because you want to position strongly against these vendors, ABC. That's something that you gain over the years, that experience that you build. And that is why it's strategic, where you are able to position yourself in that way. But going to your question on if somebody was interviewing for product marketing, interestingly, and I think it will be relevant for listeners too, that I have hired people who were not from product marketing. So I've not hired people from product marketing. But what we look for on a very high level is, like I said, strong business understanding. So if you were in a sales role, so you know how customer thinks, what do they want, or you have a very good, strong technology understanding. And if you are good in one of these, you will definitely thrive. I also think maybe people should not position themselves as or pretend to understand product marketing. Mm. You can always learn because there is a lot about just business and technology and common sense. So you can always learn, but you should not pretend that you know how to do positioning or what content you should develop when. Mm. This is something you get trained on. Mm. And how important do you think it is that people talk about the metrics and the difference that they've made in their roles? You know, if you think about sort of demand gen, field marketing, digital in a way, it's a little bit easier because you're spending money, you're directly generating MQLs and SQLs that are kind of measured. How should you sort of approach that from a product marketing perspective? You know, when you're in an interview, how should you get across, okay, this is the sort of difference that I made in the role? Yeah, no, this is a very good point. And in fact, only yesterday I met somebody who <laughs> made this mistake that they don't set the larger context. So my question to them was, I was trying to understand the challenges they have faced and how do they deal with it? But what are the big issues that they are facing? And they went into very tactical things. But you have to understand the context of your company. Like it can be that the focus is to move to cloud or the focus is to drive so much revenue from this segment of customers. And that's why you are doing product marketing and you're connecting with those larger objectives, which people miss to explain and mention in interviews. There is that. And second point, like you said, about metrics. So I personally love that because that gives you very tangible understanding of somebody taking an interview that what have you done and the impact you created it might not be huge like maybe it generated only 10 mqls or 30 mqls but you will have a lot of experience on why it did what it did and those numbers drive a lot of conversations so that's always helpful makes sense so it's not necessarily kind of the number itself but the reasons behind it and why it made traction etc so lastly then what about marketeers or anybody actually we've talked obviously about product we've talked about sales but people who want to get into product marketing what advice would you have to make that transition themselves I again put myself into the shoes of somebody who might be transitioning and what came to my mind was what once one of my coaches told me and it's irrespective of product marketing that when you are switching jobs you should not think about that job you should think about the next job mm. and that will give you the direction that you're going in and whether it is right or not so always think about the next job after this. 
But if you're talking about specifically product marketing, then like I said, what you do in day to day, keep that in mind that you will have to work a lot on creating content, reading about competition, analyzing markets, understanding technology, working with analysts. So if that motivates you, then you should switch. But this is how your day will be. And sometimes I have seen that lack of understanding of technology becomes a challenge for some of my colleagues. Mm. So even in one of my roles, I was dealing with very sophisticated offering in the cloud that was around development tools. And I decided to do masters in computers to deal with it. I'm not saying that you have to do masters in computers or an MBA, but you have to have a very confident or logical level of understanding on technology and business. And that can also come with your own disciplined way of learning. One thing to add there is that now there are even like certificate courses by very renowned universities which you can use and you can learn about product marketing. You can find it on Coursera, on Product Marketing Alliance and LinkedIn and many other sources. And if we are concluding here, I would like to conclude with a very strong example, which is about the long-term future of product marketing. So SAP's uh, chief marketing and solutions officer and also member of the board is Julia White. And Julia White was running product marketing for Microsoft Azure. So she is just one of many examples to tell you that sky's the limit in product marketing. I think it's absolutely fascinating area. There are such complexities to product marketing, which are almost sort of competing in terms of the sort of creativity aspect as well as the technical aspect. So I think it's a fascinating space and it's been amazing listening to you talk about it and refreshing to speak to somebody who's been at a company like SAP for so long as well. I mean, 10 years, it's very rare these days. So I just want to say on behalf of our listeners, it's been amazing talking to you and thank you very much for sharing your expertise with us. Samir, thank you for having me, Matt. Absolute pleasure. So that's it for another episode of the Market Mentors podcast. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, then please leave a review as that helps the channel going forward. Until next time.